The righteous revolution. Hallelujah. See, what we're experiencing is a revolution. Amen. A righteous revolution. And we're going to bring this, this world. I was going to say nation, but the nation, this country, the whole world, we're going to bring it back for Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the season. And so if you're not working, you will work. Amen. So are we ready? Oh, we have two Miss Maestros over here. All right. Two is better than one. Hallelujah. And I just want to say hello to all of you who are live streaming. We're glad to have you today. Amen. Praise God. Why don't we start? Father, we just thank and praise you and we lift you up today. We love you, Lord. And we bless you, Father. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, we want to hear from heaven, not from a person, not from a man, but from heaven. So that we can be healed and set free, delivered, blessed in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the righteous revolution. This is it. It is here. Amen. How many of you know the revolution will not be televised? <laughs> so you have to get it when you can get it. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are the righteous revolution. You know, God has chosen the end time people, you know, and it's, uh, I'm not, I know that we're not the only end time people. He has called the bride to do a mighty work on this earth in these last days. Amen. And I believe he has released his people to do a great work. The righteous people. Amen. Hallelujah. We're redeemed and justified. Hallelujah. We are the righteousness of Christ. And we will take this this nation back for the kingdom of God. Amen. So we are to put righteousness. We're to keep righteousness Take righteousness, be righteous, and don't compromise. We have to be, look, it's like this. If you say you're righteous, be righteous. Amen. Enough fakeness in the body of Christ. Amen. And so we need to walk worthy of his calling. Obey God. Do what's right in his sight. Amen. Give an ear to his commandments. You know, we are the righteousness of Christ, and it's time that the church start acting like it. No more playing games. Amen. But be righteous if you say you're righteous. And represent heaven. We represent heaven. We're, we're Christ. We're his ambassadors. And if, if it's not us, then who? Amen. Amen. And I believe every believer is asking the same question. If, if not us, then who God? I think God has a, um, in every church or congregation or every ministry he's handpicked people to do a great work for the kingdom of god and so we don't have time for petty things anymore that time is gone amen we don't have time to be critiquing one another checking one another i mean that stuff is old you know if you didn't play church already now's not the time to start because it's business amen we have a dying world out there and I'm telling you, they are just, these people want God. You know, they, they don't have much and, 
they're crying out for um, just a touch from God. And we carry that. We're, we're uh, glory carriers. Amen. And these, the people who um, are calling and crying out for God, we can help them and give them what they need. They want Christ. Amen. So we need to be righteous but for real. Amen. And bring it right here. See, because our mandate is to bring heaven here on earth. And that's every mandate. And that's all the time. And this is nothing new. It's just that time has come to an end. And if we're going to do something for God, now's the time. It's no time to be trying to figure out, should I, shouldn't I, um, maybe they don't want me. uh, We don't care if they don't want to hear from God. Give it a try anyway. Because I'm telling you, once you crack the surface, you know, uh, the doors will be open for us to minister Christ to people. Amen. Because this is what they want. Amen. So, but the end time church has work to do and they need to learn to walk in holiness. Amen. Learn to walk in righteousness because the Bible says that we are righteous. Amen. And then we will win back this world for Christ, but they must know who we are. And the Bible says that they know us by our love, by our walk. Amen. Know us by the fruit. And so we must get in gear to do this great work. Hallelujah. So it's the season of harvest. And everything that God has promised will come to pass. Look, if you've been, if you have been praying for something for a long waiting for God to give you something, it's coming to pass. Now's your season. But also, (laughs) but it's not just about you. It's not just about me and the things that I want or the things that I need. But it's about what God, what's the will of God? The will of God is to see none perish, but all come to repentance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants to see all come to repentance. He doesn't. The Bible says that hell is made for no man. God does not want to lose not one single person to hell. That's not why hell was built or invented or however it formed. You know, hell is for no man. It's for Satan. But he wants to take plenty of people with him. And people, uh, they just compromise and obey him. But we can stop that. We can put that to a minimum if we would just give of ourselves and just obey God and follow the plan and the purpose of God and stop trying to have our own way about things. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're sent to solve problems. We're problem solvers. Amen. Glory carriers. And problem solvers. That's you. (laughs) That's you and that's me. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because God has done all he's going to do. It's up to us. He's given us everything that we need to take a nation, to take the world for Christ. Amen. All power and all authority belongs to us. When will we ever apply it? Amen. You know, we apply it in, in many I'm just going to say little mini sessions, but have you ever launched out into the deep to catch real fish? You understand what I'm saying? Make yourself available. That's all you got to do is make yourself available because the things that we need, the things that we want, I know we have to work and we have families and we have to do these things, but God makes a way for us to get all that stuff done and win souls for him. Amen. 
Hallelujah. But it's up to us to go ye and preach the gospel and win the world for Christ. Amen. We are equipped to do it. No sense in saying, well, I can't. I don't feel comfortable. God's equipped each believer. Amen. He's equipped us with everything that we need to bring heaven right here on earth. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 11. Hallelujah. Psalm 11. Praise God. And it's real short. Now, I think I can almost memorize it. <clears throat> Verse 3, it says, If the foundations are destroyed, amen, and I looked that up in the Amplified also. And it says, it's the, If the foundations of a godly society are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Amen. And let's drop down to verse 7. Hallelujah. It says, For the Lord is righteous, and he loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the upright. Amen. His, conscious, his countenance upholds the upright. The um, Amplified says, for the Lord is absolutely righteous, and he loves righteousness, and that's virtue, morality, and justice. You see where we're going today? Virtue, morality, and justice, and the upright shall see his face. We need to, le- we need to bring morality back into this society. Mariah, uh, so, wait a minute. <laughs> Moriety. Morality has taken a, a leave, went on vacation from this country. We see it every day, every channel you turn on. Amen. But God is saying, I have my glory carriers. I have those that stand in the gap. I have those that I have anointed and appointed for such a time as this. Call, commission, sent, and anointed to do a great work in this last hour. That's you and that's me. Amen. That's many. That's everybody here. And many people that we know. We, you know, the church needs to wake up. And, and you know, because we need to understand what our assignment is. And this is our assignment. Amen. Hallelujah. So the first thing the righteous can do is pursue the presence of God. We can't do anything unless we pursue the presence of God. Chase after him. You know, seek him early, seek him late. You know, like a deer pants for water, so shall we hunger and thirst for him and his righteousness, not our own. Amen. Not our own righteousness, but his righteousness. And if we are righteous, we need to start living righteously, continually, day by day. Not Monday, I'm going to be good because Tuesday I got something planned. Then Wednesday, I'm going to be nice because Thursday, I might slip up. We're going to mess up every day. Amen. God already knows that. But guess what? He's made provisions for our mess ups. Amen. He's made provisions for our mess ups. It's called repentance and, and, and great mercy and love. Hallelujah. But continually every day, not flip flop on again, off again. You know, compromising with the world. The Bible says in Romans 12, 
1 and 2, it says to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind and not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. In other words, be changed. Don't fall into the world's um, mess, because that's what it is, a mess. Don't fall into that, amen? But be transformed by training your mind to think on higher things. That's what renewing your mind is. Training your mind to read that word so much so that it changes you inside and out. Amen? Because, see, we're just dealing with, you know what that I've found out through reading about Paul and, and you know, doing that book. And I found out that the, the war, the warfare that we fight is our flesh. It's the biggest warfare you're going you're gonna to fight is your flesh. Trying to get your flesh to line up with the word of God and not waver. Amen. Not get anxious, not get tired, not fall into fear. See, all that is sin. And we all do it. But God has made provisions for it. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to trust. That's why we have to trust God with everything that we have. Hallelujah. We need to, let's see, target our focus. I wrote this down on prayers that avail much more. Target our focus on prayers that will win this nation for Christ. How do you do that? You get a strategy from God. And you shoot, you aim, and you annihilate the enemy. Why? Because it, God's plan always works. When you have a strategy from him, he lets you know. He, he sends you target-focused prayers. Amen? Hallelujah. And you don't lose. There's no such thing as losing. No such thing as failure in the body of Christ. We are all victorious in him. Amen. It's the responsibility of the righteous revolution. So we must build the foundations back. See, the foundations of society has been broken down. And I'm not trying to be whatever, but we all know <laughs> what pleases God and what doesn't. Our Bible tells us. None of us are perfect, but the, the world, as you know, it supports certain different kind of living that's not in the Bible and not in the book of Genesis. And so when you're a church, you have to stand firm on what God has said. You know, we love you, but we don't love how you live because it's sin. Amen. And so we have to stay on that foundation, not casting people aside, not turning people away, not hurting people's feelings. But there is a way that you can keep your integrity with God and and tell people the truth. Amen. Amen. And not compromise because they won't tap the basket. I mean, we just need to get down to the real truth. Amen. You know, not compromise because they might leave. They're going to leave anyway. If you preach preaching truth, they're going to leave. Because truth always comes into conflict with somebody's flesh. Amen. Amen. So it's just a matter of time. You know, it's like some things we go along with, and then when it gets to that thing, that thing that we keep covered up, and it rubs us the wrong way, then you're offended. Y'all, are y'all here today? 
And so you just have to prepare for that. Amen. And it's not that you're trying to uh, chase people away or hurt anybody's feelings, but you have a, a, a commitment to God. You have a choice to make. You're either going to, um, what, is, what can I say? I'm trying to watch my, my, you're either going to compromise or you're going to walk the line straight. You're either going to get in trouble with people or trouble with God. Take your choice. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to build up the foundations of society that was broken down. Amen. We need to change. Be re, be, be, what's that word? I don't know. We need to change. We need to be transformed. I'll just say that again. That's a safe word. By the renewing of our minds, changing how we think, doing things God's way. This is what the righteous can do. Amen. Build the walls again. Build the foundations again. That word revolution means bringing things back to righteousness by a forcible overthrow of a government or social order in favor of a new system. Amen. In other words, no socialism, no liberalism. It's one nation under God. We have to change this nation back for God. One nation under God. You see, there's a lot of people, and, and I don't like po- talking politics, but they want to change this nation to a socialist republic. God didn't order that. Amen. He didn't order that. He didn't, you know, most people are liberal. They, you know, they want open borders. They want, they don't, anything that comes against, uh, authority. They want to beat it down and smash it. That's what liberalism is allowing any and every kind of lifestyle. And it's not, that's, this country was founded on one nation under God. Well, how do I know? That's why we receive favor. And that's why God's hand has always been on this nation and on Israel because we, number one, it was founded on the, uh, you know, on the principles of Jesus Christ. And number two, our countries have always upheld that. But see, now there's people that want to break that down. And, you know, and it's not going to work because God's not, not, God's not going to let it work because he has people like me and you, glory carriers, that are going to pray and get the foundations built back up. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. Amen. God is looking for a righteous system instead of a godless system. You know, that took Prayer out of schools. Don't want anything uh, somewhere in the, uh, it's a, some city, they took uh, the Ten Commandments off the walls in the court system. They don't want any parts of God. And so this is the end time battle, is to bring Christ back as a foundation. Amen? And this is what, it's not just my fight, it's every believer's fight, whether they get into the fight or not. But see, they need to focus on the mission and not what the distractions around. Amen. Because the devil likes distractions to put you in fear. But you have to stay focused on what God has called you to do. Amen. And it's, and it's to bring the, the love of Christ, the heart of Christ back into this nation so that 
when people is always talking about when Jesus coming back, well, are you ready? Amen. I'm, I'm thinking, give us a little more time because we're not, we're not together yet. <laughs> they need to hope that he doesn't. Amen. But a righteous system instead of a godless system. An uprising. That meaning of revolution is uprising. Like arise, shine, for your light has come. Amen. And the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. Hallelujah. It also means a turn or a rotation. You know, a turnaround. Hallelujah. Like a change in your thinking. Being transformed by the renewing of your mind. It also means innovation. It, it means a seizure or a takeover. I like that word. A takeover of power. Amen. In other words, we're clearing out demonic power. And we're bringing back in the power and the glory of God. Amen. We're warriors for Christ. Relentless. See, now we've moved into the relentless hour. <laughs> relentless warriors for Christ. Hallelujah. We're, in, we're not afraid. We know what we're assigned to do. We're not worried. We have the power and the authority. God has given us the necks of our enemies and everything that we need to bring this thing to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. So we change this world. We need to change it for Christ. And we don't need the world's desires and habits. We're trying to change their their desires and their habits. But we need to be a people who are not wavering. A people who don't talk a good game. Talk one thing and do another. We have to be people who are established on the right foundation. Amen. Of Jesus Christ. And him crucified, uh, um, buried, resurrected, and sitting on the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for you and me. Hallelujah. His prayers that strengthen us. His prayers that clears out atmospheres and and bring in the glory hallelujah and so we we know what we're called to do we know what we're doing amen but you got we gotta get our hearts right amen we have to get our hearts right let's go to isaiah 60 amen now what do i mean by that you can't carry god's glory and carry strife on the inside of you too it won't work we've done that already Amen. That's been done already. And so we need to get healed. Amen. You know, we need to get rid of anger, animosity, all that stuff. Whatever, whatever your deal is, get rid of it. Let God heal you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. Uh, Isaiah 60 verse 1. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Your light has come, y'all. Your light is shining. What are you going to do with it? And the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord is risen up on thee. Hallelujah. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. That's what's happening now. And gross darkness, the people. But the Lord will arise over you. In other words, he's saying, look, I'm anointing you. I have called you for such a time as this. Not the other guy. You. Amen. You pew sitters, get up. 
Stop sitting down. Your chair is too warm. Amen. Get up and move. Hallelujah. God has a job for you. And it's no such thing as, well, God called me. And see, they didn't call them because, see, I'm anointed. It ain't about you. Go some, in other words, go sit down and be quiet. Because, see, you got to get that stuff worked out of you. Your flesh needs to get cleansed of that, of, of status and power and all of this stuff. Amen. It's a gift and gifts. God gives good gifts to men. He could take it back too. Amen. Amen. Or, or make you wish he would. Amen. Well, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance or reproach. But he, he can make you wish you didn't have it. Amen. So we need to watch our walk. Walk circumspectedly before the Lord. Because we're no better than anybody else. Amen. God didn't call you to the pulpit. And I'm just going to talk about me. He didn't call me to the pulpit to put other people down. That's not what the pulpit. The pulpit is holy. Keep it holy. Keep holy things holy. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what happened to Uzzah's son. He was so familiar with the anointing. And he was told not to touch it. He stuck his hand off and he said bye-bye. So you have to keep holy things holy. Amen. And the pulpit is holy. And it's not to scorn people or check, put people to check. Because you ain't God. I'm just saying it. And so we have to be careful how we treat these holy things of God. And, and you know, God is love. It ain't about he love her. He is love. That's who he is. You know, and so we have to keep that, you know, we want to obey him and keep his plan and his purpose. We don't want to do our own thing. Amen. Because, see, then God won't put more power on you if you have to learn how to work with him. Amen. And we want to keep, hey, we're we're all employed by God. (laughs) Amen. Because he's the one with all the money, all the gold, all the silver. In other words, your paycheck comes from him. I don't care what, I don't care who you work for. You know, if you work for Cleveland State, your paycheck is still coming from God. Amen. So we have to honor him and try to make him, you know, I I would want to try to make him as happy as I can and not disappoint him. Now, I know I have, but I want to limit that as much as I can, you know. And so, you know, and it makes things so much ha- so much easier amen when you don't bring flesh into this whatever this is <laughs> you know keep flesh out and keep the holy spirit moving in your life amen sorry i, I went on off it says in deep darkness the people but the lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you and it says the gentiles shall come to your light amen all those that need Christ will see your light. If your light ain't turned on, they won't come. Amen. So it will lift up. Oh, I'm sorry. And the kings of the brightness of your shining. Did I read that right? And kings to the brightness of your rising. So, you know, God has everything planned. He don't need our plans. He don't need us to do all of this stuff for him. 
he does, he has the Holy Spirit doing that. We don't want to take the Holy Spirit's place. Amen. The Holy Spirit com- convicts. He straightens people out. He, 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 you know, leads people, guides them into all truths. Amen. We need to do more praying and less doing. Amen. Talking about a ripe harvest. The harvest is ripe. Amen. So this is the season for your light to be shown. Your greatest work is before you. Are y'all here? Your greatest work is before you. I don't care who you are. You can be a new Christian. It doesn't matter. God will use you. All you have to do is open up your mouth and let him feel it. Amen. And his glory will be seen upon you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to Romans 8. His glory is upon you already. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord is upon you. It has risen. Romans 8 verse 19. And it talks about the suffering to from suffering to glory. We're in the glory phase. Are y'all here today? Should be rejoicing because we're in the glory phase. <laughs> Ain't that good news? Let me just read uh, 18. I want 19, but and we all know what it is. One of my favorite scriptures now, and I'm going to keep reading it. But 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So the glory will be revealed in you and me. Amen. When you go out there and you open your mouth, the glory will be revealed. Now that's good news. And you, and yeah, you might be a little nervous, but do it anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Cause when you open your mouth, the Holy Spirit will fill it and take over and you'll forget all about what you're saying cause you won't know what you're saying. Amen. But, but God will use you. Amen. He will use you. Now verse 19 is the verse that I love. It says, for the earnest expectation of of the creation eagerly waits for the rep, for the revealing of the sons of God. I should have read that real smooth, but I didn't. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly wait for the revealing of the sons of God. Who's the sons of God? Me and you. Amen. Hallelujah. Who's creation? All those people that are out there that are crying out, that need Jesus, need a touch. Even those in, in other countries, especially them, crying out for just, uh, just a touch from God, just a word from God, just for somebody to show God's love toward them. Amen. Hallelujah. Awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. And that's me and you. Amen. So playtime is over. Put your little toys away. It's nothing but kingdom business from this day forward. <laughs> Amen. We're in the season. We're in our Amos 9.13 season where God is blessing us mightily. And he's taking that burden away from us. Where you worrying about how you going to pay your bills, what you going to eat, what you going to wear. You know, he's taking that burden away from us. He said, trust me. Look unto me from where your help comes from. Because I've already, I've got a plan for that. What I want, I want your attention to be focused 
on your end-time job, a job that you don't retire from. It's like, oh, end time, that ain't long. No, you don't, this is until you go home to be, if, if Jesus don't come first. Amen. But this is a, an end time assignment. And it's for all believers who, you know, who are born again. Not, not special people. People like me and you. But the problem is, will people obey the call? Amen. Will people get rid of self-righteousness? It's got to go. See, in this, this end time uh, move of God, you can't take your baggage with you like we've been dragging it for 40 years. No. Our baggage can't go. We have to get rid of our baggage. Amen. All hypocrisy, all wickedness. I know we have nobody like that here. I'm just saying you know, but we have to get rid of all self-righteousness, pumping yourself up because God is a jealous God. He ain't going to stand for it. Amen. He is a jealous God. And so he wants to train us and hone us uh, in a in a way, well, so much so that our main focus is him. I hope I said that right. Amen. Let's go. Let's turn to Matthew. I, I wasn't planning on doing this, but let's go to Matthew 23 right quick. Hallelujah. He must be our number one care because we're his number one care. Uh, 2327. And it says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Now, those are your, your, um, Religious people that talk a good game, but don't do nothing. I used to be one of them. It says, you scribes, Pharisees, and hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. It says, even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. It says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. You know, they hated Jesus. They didn't want, they got mad because Jesus healed the sick and raised the dead. He didn't, they didn't like that. Well, that's, you know, ain't that Joseph's boy? You know, live over there in Bethlehem, carpenter's son. That's why there was no mighty works done in his hometown. Because they could not get their mind off of his uh, background. Or what do we call that? What do we call that? Uh, where, where you come from, people... No, I, I said it to you the other day we were talking. When they critique you. And they want to say, where are you from? You from Akron? But I can't remember what. But it's it's like... They want to find out where you come from. Your credit—that's right. Your credentials. They want to pull your credentials. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks, Nola. They want to pull your credentials to make sure you are what is it? Justified or? But we—the Bible says we're justified. You know. But they want to know who you are because, see, that's the way it is in in normal life. In the churches, not all of them. When I say churches, I mean majority. But they want to pull your credentials 
and see how many MDs and PhDs and are you apostle or, or prophet? You know, they, they like that stuff. But that doesn't make you who you are. God makes you who you are. Amen. Hallelujah. They want to know how many, you know, books you wrote and where you've been and you've been overseas and have you ever been to Jerusalem? You know, you got to get that, that thing, you know, right. Amen. I know you know what I'm saying, man of God. They checking on you all the time. <laughs> Amen. Want to know where you've been, where you come from. Because see, it's, this is that worldly system that wants to check, have that checks and balance system on you. Because if you've done enough, then you, you've arrived. If you haven't done enough, then you, you're nobody. Amen. And so this is where the, you know, the church, when I say the church, I mean majority of them. This is how they roll. We've been to a lot of them. And this is what they want. They're looking for how many little, you know, stars you got on your, see. But as long as God approves of you, it doesn't matter what man approves of, uh, you know, just doesn't. Amen. But we need more godliness in the church, more purity. And this is what, what God is concerned about. He's not concerned about how many notches on your shoulder. Amen. He's really not. But it must start with us, the redeemed, the righteous. Hallelujah. We must display godly living in ourselves all the time, continually. Now, none of us is perfect, and I understand that. But, you know, we if you have enough light in you, you will shine. You, you know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So we must display godly living in ourselves all the time. And it's not energized by your flesh. See, your flesh does not energize your godly living. It takes away from it. Amen? Hallelujah. But we have to have a willing submission to the Father's provisions and to his ways. You know, it's like this. God, think about it. God is always listening. He's a good father, number one. He gives good gifts to men. But he's always listening to our plea. He's listening to our wants, you know, because who else do you, you supposed to take them to him? But did, did we ever stop to think, well, God, what do you want? What's your plan for my life? What's your purpose? You know, what, what do you expect out of my life? Because how many of you know there's things assigned to your life? And you must accomplish those things. I call it this when I was uh, in a traditional church. I, I was trying to hear from God as best I could. And I used to say, God told me to carry my corner. And he says that there are certain things in my cup <laughs> that I have to do. I but I, I found out that that really was God. But, you know, I was very immature. But there's things that cup there's things on your plate or there's things written in your life that you have to accomplish that God has assigned to you before you go to heaven. And you must get these things done. And so sometimes we forget that. Me too. We forget it when we're, you know, when we come, the enemy's coming against us or when we're in great warfare or when we have something to do for God and it's kind of hard and we start to complain and we forget what God, you know, we, we not think about what's on, 
it's like, can you help me please? But sometimes we forget, you know, that God has, has a mandate for all of our lives, each individual. Amen. I can't do yours. You can't do mine. Amen. But he has expectations for all of his children. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, just write that down, Romans 12, 2. You know what that is, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because if your mind's not renewed, you won't wage a good warfare. If your mind's not renewed, you won't follow your instructions to the letter. You're going to miss something. Because if your mind is, you have a carnal, if you have carnal thinking, you, you won't, you won't hear God's spiritual voice. So you have to be transformed in your thinking. Amen. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. And we must continue to pursue righteousness. We must pursue righteousness, which means we must recognize that we cannot please God without, and we can't please God in our sinful state or in our sinful thoughts or in our sin. You know, we have to get that done with. There are certain things that we can do, but for this end, you know, like low, you know, some things that God has called us to do, we can be agitated and talking to voices and doing them, I guess. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But for this end time uh, battle, we got to get our minds renewed in the word of God. Because you cannot hear. How are you hear the commands of God? You have to be tuned in on the right frequency, so to speak. God's frequency and get off of Satan's frequency because it's all over the TV, all over the radio. Everywhere you go, there's Satan's frequency blasting in your ears, in your face, with more lies and more lies and more lies. Amen? Because man controls these frequencies. Satan controls these frequencies. And so we have to renew ourselves in the word of God so we can be tuned into heaven's frequency so that we can hear the commands of God. And, and be victorious in everything that we do. Amen. Romans 8, 8, you don't have to go there, but it says, um, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That's Romans 8, 8. But those who are in Christ continue to seek God in order to please him. Cause that's our main goal is to please God and bring, um, heaven here on earth. In other words, we're going to clean up this earth so much so. That you're going to think you're in heaven because it's going to be peace, love, joy. The fruits of the Spirit will follow us everywhere that we go. And we will produce fruit. We will be fruit producers. Amen. And that's how they'll know that you are God's property. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Holy Spirit empowers us to pursue righteousness. If you don't pursue righteousness like you should, you got to ask for help. I did. I said, God, I want to pursue you more. I want to pray more. You know how it is. Well, some of y'all will admit it. Some of y'all won't. But I I asked the Lord, I said, can you just encourage me to be encouraged in you? (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, help me to pursue you more. Help me to have a desire for you. You know, help me to just uh, hunger and thirst after you. You know, and and I just want to be whatever it is that you need me to be. Amen. 
So we pursue righteousness when we pursue the character of God. As you pursue righteousness, our character changes from who we used to be to who Christ is. Amen. Because we begin to carry his glory in a greater measure. Amen. In a greater measure. And we are able to do more for him. Amen. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to pursue righteousness for righteousness sake. Does that make sense? Amen. So we pursue righteousness when we pursue him. And the character of God is who we become. Amen. And we desire holiness and more um, less fleshly indulgent because that's burnt up in the fire. Or in the chaff, whatever you, however you want to say it. But all of the things that bind us and hold us back. And I'm talking little things. I'm not talking about you, you know, in big sin and all that stuff. Sin is sin. Whether it's being rude to somebody or that other stuff. Sin is sin. Amen to God. Amen. So John 15, 5. And I'm just write it down. It says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's why it's always good to ask. God never turns you away, never leave you nor forsake you, never ignore you. He's there all the time. Uh, Christ is a, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We're never alone. You know, in other words, we're not trying to do this by ourselves. God is with us and he has a plan. And all we need to do is get in line and follow him. The more we spend time in his presence, we become more aware of our sin and shortcomings. See, that's why most people don't want to get in his presence. And so if we get in his presence more, it'll it'll expose what's wrong with us. How, how many of you know that? And And so the cleansing process will continue. And, you know, it's sometimes it's a little painful losing a little demon or two, but it's, it's good for you. It's good for you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, our shortcomings, sin and our shortcomings, they fall off because they can't, they can't, they can't stick around in the presence of God. Amen. It's just, they can't. And that thing was agitating me anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is an example that I wrote down of what I'm trying to say. A dingy shirt looks white beside a dark wall. But when compared with snow, the shirt looks dirty. So when you come into the presence of God, it makes you feel dirty because we are. Amen. But God is going to take care of that because, see, when that glory, when that presence of God hits whatever's not good that's in us, it gets burned away. Amen. And then you're telling people, oh, I lost weight. I don't know how. I wasn't on a diet. You know what I'm saying. Kind of one of those kind of supernatural things. <laughs> I'm looking for more of them anyway. Amen. But, see, these are the things that keep us humble. Amen. Being continually in his presence keep you humble. You know why? Because it burn away all the stuff that we don't need. And it's our flesh. It's, you know, don't have to be anything big. You know, you're not Charles Manson or anybody like that. It's just that those small things can keep you from big things in God. 
Amen. So we need to be willing to get rid of it. And we want to get rid of it. We just don't know it. But we really want to get clean before him. Amen. But this should be our main focus is to do the, the, the work that he has sent us while it is yet day. We need to want to get into the fight. Amen. And, and focus on the mission and not the, you know, the, the things around us. Look, the devil's going to lie to you all the time and tell you things are worse than what they are. And that's why it's good to encourage one. Do you know the Bible says we're to encourage one another in the Lord? You know, if you, you need encouragement, people look at you like you, uh, a prisoner or something. But we all need encouragement. Amen. And not encouragement to, to try to control and manipulate people. But encouragement, it's just like when someone asked me a, a question on the bus and I, I just told them the truth. It's not, it's, I, I don't want anything out of it. I just told her the truth. Amen. Because the devil's slick and he has condemnation waiting for everybody. You understand what I'm saying? So if we can alleviate that in a person, that's what God is looking for. Amen. Amen. That's what he wants. He doesn't want us to try to build a project. Because these people don't belong to us. I don't need any more project. I got kids, grandkids, a husband somewhere. And I don't need projects. Y'all understand? And so we need to... Just come clean with God. He can use us so much more. Amen. Pride and self-righteousness cannot remain in the presence of God. He's going to burn that up anyway. Amen. Self-righteous. You know, self-righteousness takes a list of everything I did good. And then say, they didn't do that. I did that. See, they didn't do that right there. I did that. They didn't even try to do that. They could have done that. But I did, I did, I did this. And God, that's so unimportant to him. Amen. Hallelujah. And see, it's like this. You've already gotten your blessing from doing all that work. Amen. We're pursuing righteousness, not self-righteousness. Amen. And it begins with a humble heart. A humble heart that seeks continually the presence of God. We want more of him, less of us. More of him, less of us. Amen? Are y'all here today? More of him, less of us. Amen? Pursuing righteousness. Amen? Not not perfection. There's none perfect but one. Not perfection, but righteousness. Where we, in, we stay in right standing with God. Because he loves us. See, righteousness was God's idea, not ours. It wasn't our, our, and it was His idea. Let's go to James 4. That'll be the last scripture I give you. Hallelujah. And it's a scripture that we all know. Hallelujah. But I want to read it again because it seems fitting for right now. Well, verse 8. I'm looking for 10, but verse 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And it says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, 
and purify your hearts, you double-minded. See, you know why we're double-minded? One day we uh hungering and thirsting after righteousness, and the next day we're looking for something else. Then we pick up God on the weekend. <laughs> Woo. And see, I used to be that kind of Christian. Yeah, I said it. I'm under Holy Ghost arrest. But I ain't know no better. You understand? I was religious and in a religious setting. And I just brought my Bible to church with me on Sunday. I didn't know where to pursue and how to pursue. So thankful God moved me over 30 years ago. Moved me out of that into the real. I'm so thankful. See, when you hunger and thirst for more, and that was my, that's my testimony. Most of you know, I didn't even know it was going to be the thing of the day and the thing of the hour. But I was wanting more. And that's how I got where I am now, wanting more. I had to fight my kids, fight the atmosphere, the universe, my husband, trying to get to, and myself. Because I didn't know how to let go of the old and you know, allow God to give me the new. But I, I, it was a struggle. But God made it easy for me. See, God had my footsteps ordered. I was fighting against him. Didn't know it. But I, was tr- but I knew I wasn't supposed to be where I was. So I was trying to get somewhere else to a new place. But thank God I got there, amen, because God would not let me be uh, comfortable where I was. And then I had to fight my, my kids. They just said, we're not going back to church. I said, oh, you ain't. You know, they had gotten bigger than me by this time. We're not going back there. <laughs> I said, yes, you will. But that was the voice of God. You know, God had to give me some help. God will get you where he wants you to be. Amen. He will get you where you he wants you to be. Amen. If he have to have your kids tell you, you, you know, we're going right here. You know. And so I, I'm just so thankful to God for what he's been doing, and I'm expecting more. Amen. Verse 9 says, Lament and mourn and weep, and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. In other words, God has said, look, drop that stuff and give me your attention. Draw near to me. All this other stuff is not important. Draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. Verse 10, humble yourselves under." Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Amen. He will lift you up. Amen. In other words, uh, uh, lifting you up is a spirit. He'll give you all spiritual privileges by lifting you up. Amen. All spiritual privileges given. He'll give you height. Or elevation. He'll lift you up to a higher level. In other words, he'll upgrade you. Amen. He will upgrade you. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll work um, great mighty things inside of you. But you got to come. You got to make the first move toward him. And let God know what you want to do. You know, the things that you want to accomplish, because guess what? God cares about the things that you want to do. You want to go to school. You want to get, uh, you know, uh, become whatever, a lawyer, what God will help you. He cares about what you want to do, too. He didn't tell you you couldn't do it. It's just that you have to put him first and let him work that into your life in the proper way. Amen. And he'll do that and still use you in a mighty way. Amen. So stay in the presence of God. 
so that your light will shine brighter and brighter each day. The closer you are with God and the more time you spend with him, the brighter the light. Hallelujah. And we will become that overcoming company. That's you and me, the overcoming company, a company of people who are overcomers. Those people who the, the, the harvest is, is crying out to, waiting for us to speak a word in season to them. Amen. That overcoming company that's not afraid of the devil, that has the word of God on the inside of them, that's been anointed and appointed by God to do exploits in his name. Those people, the peculiar people. Amen. The royal priesthood, the holy nation that God is raising up so that we can uh, fight this end time battle, which is already won. But God needs everybody's input. Amen. He needs your mouth. Amen. He needs to speak certain things. God is raising up prophets. You know, in, in this hour to speak words. Now don't go around telling I'm a prophet. That's between you and God, but he will use you mightily. Amen. There's gifts and callings of God and God will anoint you to do a specific work for him in this hour. Amen. No fear. No, no resistance because I believe we're fighting the resistance now. This righteous revolution is fighting the resistance on this earth that's coming against the things of God. And God is expecting us to, to, um, strengthen the foundations of, of what He's trying to do. Strengthen the foundations in society where sin has broken it and crumbled it. And, and torn it apart where people don't even know who they're supposed to be. You know, one day you're great. The next day you feel like a dog. I'll put it like that. There's so many people that don't know who they are. They have shows on TV that, you know, I was dad. I feel like I want to take my wife's position in the home. It's just sick. And it's not what the, number one, God didn't call these people to be like this. And they've just been manipulated, amen, by a free society that wants to say everything, all things are cool and all things are good, but we know that's not true, amen. We love you. We don't like your sin, period. God loves a sinner, hates the sin. And so we need to uphold these kind of things, amen. Hallelujah. So the overcoming company that just wants to live righteous. Amen. You know, and, and have a safe border for their children and their families. Amen. According to uh, Psalm 91, we want to see that come to pass and know that that divine protection is there uh, over everybody that we're concerned about, no matter what. You know, and God doesn't care. He, look, he's going to protect your family. Right. Even if they acting out, I don't care what they're doing. He's in covenant with you. Amen. He is a covenant keeper. He does not break covenant. And he will do what he will go out of his way to protect your children. In fact, he did it this week. He did it last month. And he's going to continue to do it. Amen. He's going to continue. Why? Because he's in covenant with you. If you're the seed of Abraham, I'm the daughter of Abraham. Amen. 
And, and there's through that covenant, Abraham's covenant, there's so many promises, precious promises that apply to me and you. Amen. And see, even though we don't acknowledge it sometimes, or sometimes we're not even thinking about it, God is already saving, already preparing, already doing everything that he's supposed to do. I mean, you know, some worker made a mistake on your checking account. You don't even know it because he corrected it and made them fix that thing because he looked and said, oh, no, they can't mess up her account. You understand? Just little things like that that mean so much. And so God is is so much in love with me and you. His cre- he, he created, we're his creation. And we, he knows what we need. And he's already given it to us even before we even ask. Amen. So become that righteous revolu- revolution that God expects us to be. That will build back up the moral foundations of this country. Mor- morality is next to almost none. And God is saying, I have my glory carriers. And that's you and me. That's all of us who are born again. And if you want to pay the dues, this thing you got to pay the dues. Amen. You must. Because he wants uh, people who are dedicated to what he is doing in this hour. And he wants us to go out and build, rebuild this, the moral fabric of this country. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop. Father, we do thank and praise you for the word. Amen. We bless you. And we lift you up in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. And we love you. And we exalt you, Lord God. And we lift you up today. We thank you, Father. For what you're doing in this hour, that you love us so much, that you have handpicked us all to be your glory carriers, your glory seekers, your, your people who will fight this end time battle and win. And Father, we are not afraid. We are not afraid to preach the gospel and we are not afraid of the devil because we know that we already have victory in this hour and we thank and praise you and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus name amen and praise God if there's